0: This Family Life news podcast is made possible by the support of listeners like you. And welcome back to another edition of Issues in Education. Mondays during the noon report, we give you a front-row seat to all that's happening in our schools with our Ph.D. of academics, Dr. Ralph Kerr, at the Teaching and Learning Institute in beautiful Houghton, New York. Ralph, it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, welcome back to the program, sir. Good
1: to have you with us today. Thank you, Bob. And uh, great to be with you again today as well, and hopefully give some information to our
0: listeners. All right. Well, this one's a big story. This FAFSA form delay, more glitches in the system, these free forms for college assistance. How are these delays going to impact the college application process, both for the schools and for the
1: students, Ralph? Well, this is just a, another case of some employees in the federal government need to be told to Do your job, because back in uh, 2020, Congress passed a law that required that the Education Department would update the tables that are used for the free application for federal student aid form. The purpose was that they would adjust for inflation and other economic factors. Well, first, they told colleges that October 1st would be the date, and October 1st came and went, and then they said, well, it will be January 31st, and that date has now come and gone, and now, just yesterday, they said... It's going to be March 1st. Now, here's what the problem is. No school is going to offer a financial aid package to students without that information. And so I think what you'll see is most institutions are going to move back their May 1st date for deposits, which is normally, that's a very common date, when if you're going to come, you have to put your deposit down to the college or university. I think you'll see those dates shifted back. But in the meantime, It's just a really bad situation, both for colleges and universities, and maybe more importantly for students prospective students and their parents, because they can't solidify where they're going to be going to school in the
0: fall. Yeah. Uh, From the state of Ohio, Ralph, I thought this was interesting. A couple of lawmakers in the Cincinnati area say, hey, we know how to combat chronic absenteeism. We'll pay the parents to make sure their kids go to school. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up. Your thoughts on that approach to dealing with absenteeism in school?
1: Well, you know, what they're saying is, you know, we tried free pizza, that didn't work. We tried extending the playground hours, and that didn't work. So maybe we should try this, and we'll pay parents. And the way that it's structured is that they're going to take half of the kindergarten students in a district and half of the ninth grade students and pay the parents $50 a month if their students come to school and have 90% attendance or above. The other parents wouldn't get anything. So there's a lot of fallacies in that whole thing. I have to go back to when I was a superintendent. I convinced the board in one of the districts where I was that if the parents didn't send their children to school, we would actually charge them with educational neglect. And we actually did that. If parents were accepting the responsibility to get their children to school, you shouldn't be paying them. That's for sure.
0: I think about the message that sends the kids uh, for once they get out of school and have to go and work in this world.
1: The employers that I talk to, that is a problem. I just I talked to one this week that said, you know, if we could just get people to come to work. Yeah. Uh, then we could deal with how they work, but we need to get them here first. Yeah. And this is not a not a good precedent to be setting for schools, for sure.
0: And just when you thought it couldn't get any more bizarre, we go to Connecticut, sure. Ralph, to end today. Stanford, sure. Connecticut School Board, they have just voted for at least the next two years to get rid of Columbus Day and Veterans Day on the school calendar, meaning kids are going to have to go to school on those days.
1: Ralph, your thoughts? <laughs> Well, I think it's really a shame that we're going to that extent to eliminate some of those very meaningful holidays in the calendar. But let's bring it back to New York and Pennsylvania for a minute. New York has just passed a law to say that we're going to celebrate Asian Lunar New Year on February 10th. Now this year that happens to be a Saturday, so it's not a problem, but next year it is on the calendar for January 29th. Kids will be off that day. They also, Pennsylvania, they've now voted to have Persian Gulf Veterans Day, First Responders Day, Global War on Terrorism Day. So when you get those additions, unfortunately, you got to take some subtractions out of there. And in this case, taking Columbus Day and particularly Veterans Day think is really inappropriate and i'm sorry that it came to that yeah
0: i can a little bit maybe columbus day but veterans day come on i mean yeah. come on stamford <laughs> connecticut yeah, that yeah. that's a that's a no no anyway hey ralph we've been a lot of places if parents listening today want more information about the delays of those fast forums you have a wonderful website where folks can go and
1: learn more what is that ralph thank you bob it's simply why whyrun.org.
0: Thank you for listening to this Family Life News Podcast. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, please share it with others and click the subscribe button to automatically receive future episodes. Family Life is a listener supported ministry. Podcasts like this are made possible by your financial partnership. Find out more at familylife.org.